Okay, here are reasons to try a Nest mattress. One, they have a mattress for every kind of sleeper. Two, Nest offers free exchanges within a 100-night trial. And three, save hundreds on everything bedroom-related, now through the summer at nestbedding.com. Are you ready? Let's make some noise, come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton. Alongside me, as always, my tag team partner, the man who showed up to a random Monday Night Show 25 years ago, <laughs> along with two other gentlemen, one Chris Domingo. <laughs> Mr. Domingo, how are you doing this fine, as always, during the pandemic? Air quotes, Saturday morning, sir. And just like those five gentlemen, we don't play. Exactly. The bedroom <laughs> stick around here has just changed, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to it. <laughs> To, uh, to to quote a phrase from, to coin a phrase from one Kevin Nash, um, who was there with Scott Hall again 25 years ago. As we're recording this episode, 25 years ago, uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, um, part of the quote-unquote invasion uh, of, of <laughs> the WCW. OG invasion. The, the, uh, the OG, OG invasion. yeah, the, the OG invasion. Yeah, the, the thing, the tweets came along, uh, and I, again, I apologize to those of you who are not here for wrestling talk. We will get done with this probably <laughs> in 10 minutes or so, so please bear with us, but... I saw the tweet come up, come across the timeline today, and and I, and again, like I don't know, you know, for those people who are not old enough to remember, for for people who weren't like in the wrestling game as as deep as I was back then, it's hard to kind of put into words how massive that was at the time, because you had two guys who were just just in the other company, in in, in pretty you know prominent positions in the other company weeks before showing up. At you know NWCW again before the internet stuff was big, before the dirt sheet stuff was big, before you knew everything that you knew about the backstage stuff in wrestling. Now, when that happened in 1996, that was that was a massive shift in in the world of professional wrestling. No, no, I I mean I don't know if you saw the ratings for these biographies. They're crazy. Like the Stone Cold documentary got a million, 1.05 million people. Wow. And like I don't know, like and most of them all got eight hundred thousand. So like I mean, it really does show you that I mean, as much as one of people want to clown on, I don't even think maybe people clown on it. Still, I don't know. But, um, the, the the pop culture, the lasting effect that wrestling has on pop culture. I, I mean, it fits into our well, one of our stories this week. I mean, like I like it, like it's 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 pretty fascinating that. I don't know what draws people to it. I don't like, is it the, is it the personalities? Is it the stories? It's probably the personalities because like most people are drawn, but I I mean, like was, was Undertaker a personality? No, not not really. Um, No, but like, I don't know, but like, it's just, I don't know what it like. I well, obviously we could speak on it. It, it, It's kind of the whole, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. It, 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 it's no, it, it really is like I don't know. It's the performing. Uh, it, it's the it's the engage like it's the engaging of the fans. Like I, I mean, man, I don't I don't know. Man, I'm pretty pumped to see like live crowds back in like I don't know like like wrestling events because that's what like I don't know like so many great moments have been made because of the because of the crowd. Yeah, th- those and I think those those ratings that we're seeing for those documentaries obviously it, it speaks to nostalgia. Uh, because again, for those for those of you who don't remember, who weren't who weren't around, who weren't quote unquote outside back when that was happening, I mean, if you go look back at the ratings, you know when those Raws and those Nitros were on, they were pulling four and five million people like yeah. every single week, which is insane. So again, twenty five years later, you know those people who were you know twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen years old are now you know thirty seven, thirty eight, thirty nine, forty years old, and now you know you see okay, here's. Here's Steve Austin. Here's Triple H. Here's Bret Hart. You know, this is the stuff that you grew up, you know, with, you know, from your childhood. So again, you get that little bit of nostalgia, and and you know that nostalgia, hopefully, you know, to to for WWE and I guess the other wrestling companies, hopefully, it leads to. I, I you know, I'm not even gonna. I don't even think they'll have people have problems getting people on stands because it's been so long. Um, uh, with people not. I, in I mean, stands. I don't think they'll have a problem getting sixty thousand people for for a SummerSlam in Vegas. No, although I will say this, those those WrestleMania tickets like sold slower than I thought, and it, were, it was two days, so maybe that was part of it. Um, and, that was, and one, yeah. I think we were still like in the whole limbo phase. Like I, yeah. I, I mean, and one, you can never factor in the weather. Yeah, like, we, I, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, Florida is all weird like that, but I, I yeah. mean, there's going to be no excuses. There's going to be a close 
a, a, a close stadium, Vegas. You're, I, I mean, once again, is this the jump off for the Vegas stimulus package? SummerSlam, then like all the way through the football season. <laughs> you have something going on there every week. Yeah, so so again, we'll get off this in a second, but so you have SummerSlam late in late in August. Uh, the first couple of weeks of August, you have Summer League. Um, there's a there's a there's a pretty big boxing match like between those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so and there's something I think there's something the week after SummerSlam. Like that Vegas calendar for 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 August and September is already packed. Again, we still in the house, and <laughs> Vegas is like, look, man, like if you want to spend your your disposable income, man, we have plenty of avenues for you to do so. Um, life is so, beautiful yeah. is back, baby. Yeah, life is life is beautiful is back. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a crazy scene out in Vegas. And again, like you said, you know, wrestling has a tangential um, impact on what we're gonna talk about today. Of course, too, we need too to bad about. the players wasted it. Too bad wasted. the players wasted wasted it. Possibly could have been one of the greatest moments. Thankfully, I wasn't there because I would have needed like CPR or like or or or, or, or like a paper bag because I would have been hyperventilating. Because <laughs> you know what. People want to dump on the Sixers for a lot of stuff, and and and, and like some of the stuff is valid. But kudos to the Sixers for, for getting it right more often than they do, more often than not. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about the, uh, that in a second. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about Sixers again, one one as we're recording this in their series with the Atlanta Hawks. Um, we have other NBA news as well because Sixers fans are just mad about awards and things. Like everything, that. So, so we everything. Need to discuss that as well. Not a whole lot of Eagle stuff to talk about, but a lot of NFL vaccine news because a lot of players are getting dunked on. Um, because they don't want to take the vaccine. So we'll explore, we'll explore that as well. And we'll talk some more wrestling as well, because WWE may be for sale. So we'll kind of get into that if we have time later in the show. But before we do all that, as always, we want to thank you guys for listening to us and supporting us here, whether it's every Saturday, 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia, or whether it's wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Ditcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm, Google Play, and Spotify, YouTube Music, I should say, and Spotify. Do a search for the Broad Street Line, download us to your iPhone, your iPad, your MP3-enabled device, listen to us online, on your computer, or take us with you on the go, 24-7-365. Also, you can follow us on the Twitter machine. He is at SKD215. I am at the BS Line. Obviously, we'll be talking a lot about the NBA playoffs this weekend. What else are you going to be tweeting about, my friend? You know what? I'm just, I just want to give a shout-out to our city, man. And yes. just remember, what once the city opens up for real, or, or, or well, it did open up on Friday. Just remember how to act, please. Like yeah. I, I, I mean, I know we don't have there, there's no more curfew, but that doesn't mean you can act like a complete moron. Just, just remember to a time like last year, when like I don't know when there wasn't a pandemic, and you went out and you knew how to like I don't know like act like a civilized person. That's all. Yeah, as as this is airing for the the prime first airing of this episode. Philadelphia is all the way open. Now, granted, like states like Texas and Florida have been open. Like they never really shut down, but Philly is all the way open. So I expect a lot of debauchery and a lot of stuff that people haven't <laughs> oh, been man. doing. Oh, man. The Instagram posts are going to, the, the story's going to be flying. Crazy. The fleet's going to be flying. Crazy. I, oh, by the way, have you ever posted a fleet before? No. Uh, you know what? It's it's funny because so, so let me ask you. Uh, a now, are they stories? Are, are yes. they like the, okay, all right. Yes. Yeah, Instagram stories and Twitter fleets are the same thing. Let me ask you a question. So to and again, we're way off the off the topic. So when you so a Twitter fleet, you have to be in the Twitter app to do this, right? You can't use like a third party app. Right? Oh, I oh I have no idea. I've okay. never I've never I've never posted a fleet, nor have I ever clicked on one. Yeah, because like I, well, I've clicked on one because I was in the app and I was like, oh, here 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 are these story looking things, but like I don't like because one hundred percent of the time. When I use Twitter, I'm either on my computer or on my phone, but it's not the Twitter app. It's like some other app. So yeah, yeah, like yeah. I never, I never see these things. So it's like, am I missing? But Twitter? isn't 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 like a Twitter fleet like counterproductive? Like, isn't a tweet kind of like a story? It is, but tweets get lost. I mean, tw- like if you if you got something that you want people to see, well, uh, in, in theory, if you want people oh, to see, oh, so if you want them to, if if this is like a temporary pin. Right, right, exactly. It's like a temporary okay. pin at the top. But again, if you have to use the Twitter app to do it, I don't know how many people use the Twitter app. This is like the native Twitter app because again, it's not on the Twitter desktop app, so you don't see it. Yeah, there. Uh, uh, no, like, but, but I think it's for people that are on their phones, I guess. Like, I, I, I mean, but once again, man, <laughs> but this is this is the whole people need to post every like it's just another reason for you to post more innocuous stuff that you yes. really don't need to post. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So as, as, as Chris says, shout out to everybody, please be responsible when you go outside, don't put anything on, on stories or fleets that will get you, get you um, in a compromising situation. Again, if it can incriminate you in any way, if if it can incriminate you in any way, please do not post it. Um, But again, enjoy yourself. Enjoy the the newfound freedom. Um, And by the way, yes. Tip your, tip your work staff for real. And if you're going to go out, don't 20%. That's it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Tip, tip when you get takeout. Tip when you eat in. Tip whatever. Just tip your waiters and waitresses, because again, because I'm sure they're probably they're probably going to deal with a whole lot, a whole lot more nonsense now than they even did before, <laughs> uh, which is crazy. So, yeah, so so take care of those folks. Um, you said shout outs. I forgot to I forgot to give it to you for the shout outs. I do want to shout out the homie Christian Pulisic, the winning goal for the U.S. Men's National Team in the Concacaf Championship the other day. Chelsea's was this own. against was this against Mexico? Yes. Okay. The winning goal in extra time, Christian Pulisic, U.S. Men's National Team penalty kick. U.S. wins three two. They win the Concacaf thing. That's apparently a big deal. I don't really know how big of a deal it is. All I know is Mexico got so mad he started throwing stuff at the U.S. people and calling them like slurs and stuff like that. So, so obviously, um, acting like complete idiots isn't just an American thing. Thank you. No, no, no. Soccer fans are wild, man. Like, um, no, I think that's what. Like, I, I mean, like soccer fans are the perfect example of hold my beer in terms of fan behavior. They've been acting awful for. Decades. Yeah, like I mean, we've seen a lot of 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 bad NBA fan behavior recently. You nothing, know, like nothing that you would ever see at a soccer match. It's like a, a billion times worse at a soccer match. That's the thing. It's like yeah, it's like yeah, like yeah, like everything we see in the NBA obviously is disgusting, and again, these people should be banned for life and all that stuff like that. These soccer fans, like like you said, they take it to like the like the next level. Like it's yeah. like it's like it's like the ex the, you know like like to the tenth level. It's unbelievable how because again they were, they were throwing like glass bottles at like at players like the other day. It's like this is wild. This is yeah, no, like this is <laughs> what cracks me up is bad fan behavior has been going on forever. Remember mm-hmm. that? Remember that game where like they threw they were throwing like like beer bottles at the Cleveland in Cleveland. In Cleveland? Yeah. yeah, like and, and and I remember this for like because like this was one of the first times that they had aluminum bottles not not glass bottles because if it was glass bottles that would have been a very bad seat but yeah. i mean like that like that, and that was almost 15 years 15 20 years ago so i i mean like it, it's just getting magnified because people have not been out and like i don't know like and it's and it's magnified because it's the playoffs so just just word to the wise let's let's pretty full circle act like a complete normal hurt person when you're in a stadium a restaurant or at a walmart and for those of you who are going out to enjoy, you know, the Sixers playoff run, please, again, do so responsibly because hopefully, again, hopefully the Sixers have a pretty nice playoff run. They are currently, again, as we're recording this, tied one-to-one with the Hawks. Hopefully, as you're hearing this, they're up two-to-one on the Hawks game three, of course, Friday night. It was Friday night. Um, but one-to-one with the Hawks right now. And, and as Chris mentioned, game one of this series, home opener against the Hawks. The Sixers got it right, ladies and gentlemen. The Sixers did the one thing that people were clamoring for on the internet. And again, you shouldn't listen to people on the internet for the most part. However, no, no, no. A PSA is you should not listen to people on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, because ninety nine percent of the time, oh, you know what? I'll give them credit. Ninety six percent of the time, they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Correct. This time, they actually did. Correct. Yeah, Joel Embiid. You know, he he had tweeted out, you know, thrust the process because he hold, does that whole little DX kind of chop. You know, after after every time he falls down, which is like fifty five times a game. Um, but Triple By H. The way, I still want to yes. go back. Did Wayne Selden introduce him? Like when they were at Kansas <laughs> in a dorm with Perry Ellis, where they did, did like they pop on like WWE Network and like I don't know. Let's go back when they like wrestle the spirit like it real like that's a conversation for another but i don't you know what someone needs to do a piece on mb at some point and be like hey joe when is when did you discover degeneration x yeah that's the question like i i i want to say it was high school but again maybe i'm just that's me trying to kind of put my just put my kind of time stamp on it but i yeah i have no idea like it could it could very well be, be perry ellis and, and wayne Seller <laughs> and those dudes at kansas like yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure bill self was like hey man it was like, it's like you ever you ever watch these wrestling tapes, you know, from from like the, the late nineties? Um, yeah, I'm sure that was a thing that, that Joel got into. But no, but yeah, so Joel Embiid tweeted thrust the process, Triple H and 
uh, Shawn Michaels, you know, both responded to the post. So then everybody was like, yo, you know, we got to make this happen. These guys got to ring the bell, you know? So you're like, all right, it'll, it'll be cool if it happened. Um, and game one, which we weren't even sure Joel Embiid was going to play until like 15 <laughs> minutes before it happened. Um, Joel Embiid comes out and Hunter Hearst Helmsley, AKA Triple H, AKA Paul Levesque comes out to ring the bell. People go crazy. He doesn't just, just he doesn't ring the bell with the regular bell thing, whatever the hell, <laughs> little hammer. He brings Where out the, the sledgehammer. sledgehammer. They Where bring out the like, sledgehammer. Like, is there an intern that works for the Sixers that gets off like at eight in the morning and gets a call from someone being like, "Hey, Joe, I think I need you to go to like Lowe's before you go to work. Why?" Be like, "I need you to get a sledgehammer." <laughs> If you're going to do it, you have to do it right. And they did it right. Again, like, they get an A++ for this. This yeah. is fantastic. Like, they had s- special custom T-shirts for this. They, they had, had the- Joe and Joe and um, Joe and H emulating the Sean Hunter, like, double crotch shot. <laughs> they did this perfectly. I'm like, like you said, like, if you and I were there, because, again, like, if you and I were physically in the building for this, we probably would have passed out. Like I'm not, yes. it's not even, it's not even an exaggeration. We're not playing radio. Both of us would have passed out and I don't even, we oh, probably no. missed like, the first quarter. Full disclosure. I, I started crying happy tears. Cause I'm like, man, when, when like two of your passions intersect and they hit a home run, you're like, damn that not to quote Ron Simmons, but damn, like that was, that was perfect. Too bad that they were, they acted like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like old road dog. And, and and Billy Gunn and like I don't know that first that that first half was embarrassing. So the Sixers, you would think, would be super hyped from that. Maybe um, the other guys weren't wrestling fans. Yeah, maybe they they probably went out and gave up forty two points in the first quarter uh, to the to the Atlanta Hawks, um, largely due to the fact that Trey Young was was uh, tasked with guarding. I'm sorry, Danny Green was tasked with guarding Trey Young, um, who probably cooked them um, most of most of Trey Young 30, 35. Um, came in that first quarter. Um, at one point, the Hawks led by 26. Again, you would think that after that kind of an intro, that that kind of a um, you know pregame ceremony, you think you would be hot. You come out flat, which makes zero sense. However, the Hawks, being from Atlanta, probably gave all those points up um, and got frustrated by by the, the Sixers press at the end of the game. Um, it was literally a one possession game with 41 seconds left, which was amazing because the Sixers from for a lot of that game were getting stomped out. Um, but the Hawks couldn't get the ball past half court like multiple times, which which is which is pretty amazing. Um, however, um, Bog, is, it, is it Bogdan Bogdanovich? Because again, there's like multiple Bogdanoviches. Yeah, yeah, no, because I think the, the other guy is Bojan. Yes, Bojan and Bogdan. Yeah, so Bogdan, the Hawks guy, he hits a three. He shushes up the crowd. Um, so now, are they related? That. I don't believe they are. That's, okay. It's a pretty, it's a pretty common name. It's a pretty common last okay. name. Um, so I'm pretty sure they're not. Um, but yeah, he hits a three. He shushes up the crowd. They almost give it up again later, but. Hawks hold on, even though Joel Embiid, you know, comes out with 39 and 9, despite all that. Uh, ben Simmons had 17 and 10. Curry has 21 points. Tobias Harris has 20 and 10. So the Sixers go down 0-1 after the Triple H thing, after the fact that you didn't think Joel was going to play, and he gave you that kind of game. What was your thought? What was your feeling about the series after game one? I – and usually I am a – usually if you just put it on the surface – Home team loses game one, down 26. Like, if you know nothing about – if you didn't watch the game, you would be highly concerned. But mm-hmm. I wasn't. I, I mean, that being said, I – after two games, I think Atlanta is better. I would say a decent amount better than people are giving them credit for. I, I mean, like, if it isn't for Shake Milton channel – Shake Milton channeling, channeling Kobe, are we – are we two o two going into Atlanta? Well, that's a good question. We'll talk. Let's let's talk about that now. Game two again was, of course, the Shake Milton podium game. For those of you, I guess, a Zoom podium game, if you will. Um, for those of you who do, who didn't watch it, um, Doc Rivers made the adjustment that coaches do and put his best defender on Atlanta's best best offensive option. So Ben Simmons was on Trey Young for most of the game and, and kind of harassed him for most of the game. Um, Sixers got out to a hot start. However, they only led by two at the half. Um, because their bench gave you gave them absolutely nothing. At halftime, um, the Sixers had exactly zero bench points. None. And the Hawks had 32. The Hawks had 32. 
32 to nothing. Now, 32 is like a little bit, a little bit more than usual because um, Kevin Herter and, and Gallinari got off for 15 each. But Sixers, zero bench points. Hawks, 32 bench points. Uh, Doc Rivers went into the locker room, lit up everybody on the bench. And in the second half said, you know what? Let me not go to any of those dudes I played on the bench before because they all were trash. Let me go to a guy who 75% of Philadelphia had written off one Shake Milton. Shake Milton promptly comes in and scores 14 points in 14 minutes after the Hawks had taken an 80 to 79 lead. And after Shake Milton's run, the Sixers were in comfortable control of the game uh, going forward. You're right. Like without that Shake Milton, without Shake Milton, it's, it sounds weird to say, without Shake Milton, the Sixers are probably down 0 2. And if they're down 0 2, going back to Atlanta, I'm not saying I'm not going to say they don't win the series. It's extraordinarily unlikely they win the series. If that's yeah, no, like not every series is Dallas Clippers. Right. Where I, I mean, like it feels like Clippers are just sleeping through like half a series and then turn it on. Like I, I mean, like the numbers speak for themselves. When a team goes down 0-2, especially when you go when you lose two at home. I, I mean, even if you even if you lose two on the road, the odds of you winning the series are very low. Right. So I, I mean. Thank God for Shake Milton, but I don't think Shake Milton has another shrug game. And I don't know what I asked myself after I, I I've asked myself after the last two games, who who on this godforsaken team is going to step up offensively? Well, here's the other thing. other than your usual cap, <clears throat> because I think Curry has stepped up a little bit, but you but at the expense of Danny Green being a complete zero on offense, right? Ben Simmons being not a zero, but not not over. I, I mean, he scored four damn points. I, I mean, I don't. I you're, this isn't the show where you're gonna like try to like explain how scoring four points, but guard, but playing good defense is 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 a great like. Is it a good thing? Sure, mm-hmm. but I, I'm sure not gonna praise the guy. But be like, oh man, like I mean, I see a lot of this. Oh, I would prefer Ben score less. If if he just shut Troy down, I'm like, what is this? This is cute. Again, when you play the Atlanta Hawks, yeah, like when you play the Atlanta Hawks, you can get away with your supposed second best player. And again, you always tell me he's not the second best player on this team. You can get away with the the, the guy who people call a superstar, the guy who should have been a DPOI. You can get away, you can get away with that when you play the Atlanta Hawks. You know why? Because the only guy you really need to worry about is Trey Young. All right, so Ben Simmons. Can do his does this thing against Trey Young? That's cute because you can beat the Hawks, and they should beat the Hawks. And again, like you said, the Hawks are better than a lot of people thought. But the Sixers are a better team than the Hawks. And they should win the series in five or six games. Doesn't work the same way when you play a team who has multiple scorers, like the Nets or like any other team that you're probably going to play from here on out. Because again, Ben can do all this little cute stuff. You know, whatever he's doing against Trey Young is cute. A, it ain't going to be the same against Kyrie. It ain't gonna be the same against Kevin Durant. It won't be the same against James Harden, you know, or whoever if he if he plays. And even if it is, those other dudes he's not guarding, they're going to score points. And to combat that, you need to score points. I have a. I, I'll 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 put a bulletin. I'll put this on my life that the term jail nets and Ben Simmons will not be used. Ben Simmons not putting Kevin Durant in jail. Ben Simmons, not putting Kyrie Irving in jail. That's it. They're going to get theirs. Or James Harden. They're going to get theirs. Even one, even one good hamstring, Jay. Like I mean, and I, I mean, people want to like pile on Stephen A. But I mean, like me and him, me and him are eating from the same bowl, my friend. And like, but I, I, I mean, this is the way it need. This is the way the story needed to be written. I, I mean, like they need, they need to play the Nets because they need to gauge themselves against the best team in the NBA for what to win, win the series, or if they don't win the series, what they need to do to beat that team. So, I, I mean, let's, let's hope they get there. I like game three is big. I, I mean, like if this is like, if you want to take control of this series and not have it go seven, I, I mean, heaven forbid if it goes seven, but if you want this to go five or even six, you need to win. You should win game three. I'm going to say again, since this is airs it's Friday, Saturday, I'm going, to say, I'm going to pull on record and say they have already won last night. I feel that okay. confident in this team. They have already won last I'm not worried. This team is almost they – they are clearly better than the Hawks. This is clearly better than the Hawks, period. Point. I mean, With I this know bench? Ben, 
and with this bench, they are better than all. The Hawks are not built for this moment. They're not again. You saw like they couldn't get the ball across half court multiple times in game one. Like I mean, granted they were on the road. It was game one or whatever like that. Like the you Hawks, still haven't you know, answered my question on 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 on. Or who steps up offensively? Oh, I told you. I, I told you before the season, this year, this series. I'm like, look, you need elite Joel and you need elite Tobias. You've gotten like super elite Joe, Joel, and you got like really, really good Tobias. I think that's look. Obviously, Seth Curry's not going to keep averaging 21 points in a game in a series. He's not. So it's gonna it's gonna have to be like Danny Green's gonna have to give you something. George Hill's gonna have to give you something. I think everybody's going to kind of kind of regress to the mean. I think you'll get 11 a game from Danny. I think you'll get. 12 a game from Seth. I think he'll get, you know, a handful of points from from George Hill. And then random bench dude's going to give you eight points. I what think about that's the how other guy? I think that's how it's going to go. Honestly, I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how to gauge Ben. Like Because cause you you brought up a good point when we were talking earlier this week. You were like, look, so last time Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons had a really good game together. And, and when you said a really good game, you know, I assume that you meant in a win because that's a really good game. Yeah. And I look back at the box score, it's been a long time, man. It's been a long time since those dudes had like double doubles and they had in a win, which it shouldn't be that long. No, it shouldn't, no. It shouldn't be months, but it's months. It, it really is, and this has been going on for a long for a couple for a while. Is everything there? It, it can. It's an either or situation where Ben's struggling or Ben's had a bad string of games. Let's get him going, but it's at the expense of Joel Embiid. Like I, I mean, like there, you should be able. To get both of those guys decently involved simultaneously, like, but I, I mean, like, and that's where the fit has. Like, I, I mean, like Tobias and Joe have great games together all the time mm-hmm. because they because they're not stepping on each other's toes. I mean, right. they because they don't operate in the same space, and and they try it with the pick and like. I mean, they have tried everything to get this dude consistently because. I mean, I joke when I when I see him finish with his left hand twice. I'm like, whoa! I should not be doing that. I should not. You you shouldn't, but but you you do a lot. And again, according to Stephen A. Smith, who you mentioned before, Ben Simmons will be the reason the Sixers <laughs> do not win the championship. Um, he said that early, early this week on a podcast uh, with John Clark um, on NBC Sports Philadelphia. He said that the issue is Ben Simmons' work ethic. He's not saying that he's lazy. You're just saying he doesn't work on his jump shot enough. Um, again, I'm again. I'm going to say this again. I'm past the jump shot shot thing. No, I'm but not, why? Why? I'm not because because it is what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm like again. All I want for him to be is well. I want multiple things. I want him to be more aggressive, just trying to score points. I mean, again, like I don't care. I know you're not going to shoot jump shots. I get it. Just go to the basket. I know you're scared of going in the basket because you stink at free throws, but just go to the basket and get what? better at free throws. What? But you mean this season or going forward? Forever. Go to the basket more. Oh uh, no, like it no, like I don't forever. like and no, we're the, not, I'm sorry, finish at the basket. Not, hasn't not, the Milwaukee series show that you can't do this and win? Well, you can't do it and win if like if that's like your 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 primary guy. I mean, like the Giannis, like Gian, like obviously, like at some point, like Giannis, you know, we gotta figure out the whole Giannis jump shot thing. But if, it's, if Giannis ain't going to carry Milwaukee, then they got, I mean, it's it. Like, Joe, if, if Ben goes in the basket a few times and it, for whatever reason, like, it just, he, did, he either can't finish or he gets fouled and misses foul shots, all right, then then you defer to, you know, you defer to Joe and let Joe do his thing. But you got to take more than like six shots or whatever he took last game. I don't even know what it was last game. He only had four points. Like, you got to take more shots. Go to the line. Again, I know you stink at the line. He's shooting like 32% of the line, which is disgusting. Which is insane for like, which is insane for like seven, like seven games in the playoffs. He's shooting like thirty two percent from the line. It's, like, it's Roy, unbelievable. Roy, it took him three games to hit a free throw. Yeah. No, and and I'll say it. I, I mean, like, he'll be figuring out how to improve his game or not improve his game. Not here. I, I, I mean, like, I don't I, like, like, and but you're gonna need to play. Have this play out. Like, you're gonna have to play Brooklyn. You're going to get your doors blown off in five games. It's going to be like, no, like it's going to, I think the way it's going to, I hope, and I'm not wishing on this. This is just the way I see it happening is they're going to be humble. And, but we've asked this 4,700 times. When is the, hasn't Ben Simmons been humbled enough to literally lock himself in a, hire a trainer, 
that knows how to shoot, lock himself in a gym, no phones, no nothing, no shirt, and just shoot <laughs> 50,000. Like, I'm sorry. I am. You cannot tell me that and 1% on the, in the, on the planet athlete can't noticeably get better at something. Sorry. No, like, I mean, like, like you need to get better. And whether like all of it, Roy, the free throws, like all, like, I mean, it's not like he has one thing to work on. He has like five things to work on offensively, but Oh, can't, Oh, oh man, you don't know ball. If you're, if you're criticizing him, the hell I don't, I, I mean, like, but like you say, you can get away with this with the Hawks because their margin for error, even with the Hawks, is pretty big. Like I, I mean, if you if if your bench doesn't score a point and a half against a really good team, you're not going to win that game. You like you say with the humbling thing. Like I my my thought was back that Boston series a few years ago where you had like, Oh, that, that was, Oh no. Like, I mean, these dudes have pride. Like, no, I feel with the honest, this is the humble. I mean, cause you got dudes coming at his neck right now. Well, Giannis. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Well, Giannis, I get, yeah. I mean, they got stomped out in game two. Um, and they're probably gonna get smoked in the series. So I, I like, you gotta get like, like put on main street. Um, <laughs> Um, he, like, so he has, so, so really you need, you need the lot. You need to be, you need to have every eye, every NBA eye on you. And that's what happens in an ECF. You're literally one of the last four teams playing. You are, you cannot hide from the light. You're going to have Jay Williams lying and say, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> no, like you're going to have, you're going to have Mark talking. You're going to have Matt. No, like, no, you're right. Like you, because not that people have, but like, it's, it, it's on a high scale, but this is the bit you need that scale. To maybe hope that like this changes things. I don't think it will, but maybe because Roy, if and like I don't blame this on Doc Rivers one bit. I mean, like he's he's tried the good cop. He he's tried like I don't know like keep like keeping the haters away. Like I don't know like I don't know defending him to like to a fall. I think and and he's just saying Ben, do you? But I I believe that Doc knows at some point he's this is gonna run out. Like and like. But this is what you needed to know. You needed to, like, run this to the duration. And, like, I don't know, see how you fare against the elite team. You know, we, we mentioned again at the top of the show, Kevin Nash and, and Scott Hall. Again, when they said they, when they came yes. in, they said the measuring stick around here has changed. <clears throat> like, we said before the season, well, we said, well, we said before the season, and we really, really said when James Harden got there, it's like, yo, like, the nets are the measuring stick, all right? Like, the nets are the measuring stick, and you figure out how good you are, um, you you'll figure out how good you are when you come up against the Nets and everybody's at full strength. You'll figure out how good you are. I thought Ben the the awaken, the awakening party for Ben Simmons again. What it came in that that Boston series a few years back when he had that game where he scored one point and it's like yo like fam like you can't score one point in the playoff game like it's disgusting. But it didn't happen then. Didn't happen after that Toronto series or because maybe you know the four bounce thing. Maybe he thought he was really close and blah blah blah, blah or whatever. Didn't happen then. Last year he was hurt, so he missed a, missed a series. His team got stomped out without him. So you was like, you would have thought, hey, you know, maybe if I'm there and you know improve my game, maybe I'm better. But no, so none of that did it. So so I think you're, I think I think you're right. Like I think because again the ECF there are literally four teams left. All right, at that point there's four teams left. Every in you're you're the only game that day for the most part. Everybody's watching you. All right, and if you do four sevens and threes. And you're guarding Kevin no, Durant no, all the time. No, and, and an L. And an I'm L. Saying, if you're, you're guarding Kevin Durant, and you do a pretty good job on Kevin Durant, but he still scores 27, and you lose, what are we talking about? Uh, no, I feel, no I feel like, no, my, my, my fear is that even if they were to lose, if they were to lose against the net, and Ben has his usual series, does someone else get blamed? All right, let's walk through it. Let's walk through it. Um, let's again, just I'm, theoretically, Sixers play the Nets. Nets win in six. Ben has his usual line, like you know, thirty. He averages because he's averaging like thirteen. I think thirteen nine and eight. Let's say he averages thirteen nine and eight. But, during, but he has a couple six, eight, and five games. Yeah, let's say he has a couple. Let's say he has a, a one game of seven, one game of eight. But then maybe he has another game of seventeen and one game of eight. Yeah, let's yeah, say yeah. let's say that kind of averages out. Yeah, you know, thirteen nine and eight does a decent job against Durant, but Durant still averages twenty nine. 
because he's because he's like because he's the best player on the planet. Yeah, yeah, he's about to say he's a greatest player in, in the planet right now. And the Nets win in six. All right, and Joel does you know thirty five and twelve the stuff he's been doing for, you know basically all, all playoffs. Yep. Who who gets the blame? Who gets assigned the blame for that? Whose fault is this? Or who 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 carries uh, uh, most of the blame? No, I, I I think so. What you're saying is will they will they struggle on defense or offense? I think, I, think, they just, I think they're just, they just can't keep up with the Nets, let's say. Let's okay, just say like, so they won't be, the Nets just so score they way won't too much. Be, okay, so I think – I just hope, like, Harris – like, I, I mean, like, what are we going to start for Tobias Harris at this point? Do you want him to average 30 points a game? I he, mean, like, that's not it, him. But so if, he do, if he doesn't, somebody else is going to have to give you – again, somebody else is going to have to be the Steph Curry of the series. Like, Danny Green's going to have to give you 17-18. Or Seth's going to have to keep this up, and that's not realistic. Yeah, it's no, and, and, and it's it's not like I'm trying to pile up, but I'm also saying that, dude, this guy is leaving so much on the table, and and I'm not sure that I want to be proven wrong that a the semi best version of Ben Simmons, whatever that is, I don't even know what that is, can be the Robin to, to MB. Mm-hmm. Right now, that that's not it, and 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 I can still enjoy this team and this series. But still have these criticisms because you know what, he's an effing max player. He yeah. he's earned that right to be criticized. I'm sorry. You can criticize well. You can criticize anybody in the NBA, but you can really criticize guys who are making max money. Like if a dude's making you know thirty something million dollars, and again, because it's a salary cap league. Like I, I mean, yeah. if this was no cap, I, I would care less. But if you you need your second, you need the guy making thirty million dollars. To, to be and and I told you this offline. They don't. They with the dudes that they have, Harris and Simmons making what sixty eight million dollars combined or mm-hmm. sixty six. They how does this team look without MB? They look terrible. Horrible. Horrible. They should not. You should not be horrible when you lose your best player with a with two guys making sixty six million dollars combined. Like yeah, but, you should be yeah. able. You should be able to carry the team for a week. Yeah, if, if Joel if Joel and B for whatever reason couldn't play the rest of this Hawk series, they'd probably lose the series. Yes. Which again, which should not be the case because you have two guys, like you said, making thirty million dollars. Like period point blank. Like Joel and like like Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons, a, a team led by those two guys should beat a, a team led by Trey Young. I mean, like that's not unreasonable. Like that, no, that's a very it reasonable is, it, No, and, and and one and I don't know I was not expecting this Tobias Harris this season. He's eclipsed every one of my dreams. Like mm-hmm. expectations on what, like he, I need, like I wasn't expecting all star potential, all like almost all star Tobias Harris. I was just expecting a dude who didn't like who was low key, like I don't know, like Harrison Barnes, like like Harris has saved this team a bunch by playing above his head. Yeah. But I just believe at some point, dudes like that get get neutralized because you don't. I see like Donovan Mitchell score 45 points. I'm like, you need this. You you need to be we see every game ruined. Well, other than the other than the Sixers game. Because they don't have any two who can score 45, just but just unconscious. Like I mean, where you clear everything out and just say one on one. Is it the funnest basketball ever? No. But you you need and it just feels a lot of the time their offense is just hard. It, 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 you you need to run play. Whether it's a pick and roll, whether it's a back screen, and like other than your post up to Embiid, but that's not really an easy play, right? Yeah, like like Joel Embiid again, he's averaging you know thirty nine and a half points in in, in this series. Um, these aren't necessarily the easiest points, they, but he's just shooting at a ridiculous clip. Yeah, like he's shooting like sixty something percent, which is unbelievable. Like Joel Embiid is playing elite basketball right now, um, but again, you shouldn't need Joel Embiid to play elite basketball um, to be tied one to one with the Atlanta Hawks in a series where you're, again, clearly the better team. The Sixers will beat the Hawks in seven games, according to Stephen A. Um, but like you said, he said they are not beating the Brooklyn Nets. Um, you can you can put – basically, so you can put everything on that, um, which, again, is, is kind of like the the, um, the the company line out there. Again, I won't, I won't disagree with that, given what I've seen out of, out of both of those teams. But, again, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this all, all, all kind of no, shakes out. No, I think – no, I – I need to see how the Sixers series plays out before I give a definitive. Like, do I think they can beat the Nets? No, but do I think that, on depending on the outcome of this series, how how they fare against the Nets? Absolutely. Absolutely. If they go seven, yeah. if they go seven games, they might not win a game. 
<laughs> you, you really, you really got them down bad. I, 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 I will go on record with this: the Sixers will not take seven games to beat the Hawks. The Hawks are not that good. I'm sorry, they might get one of these in Atlanta, but that's it. Like that's it. Like they're not that good of a team. I can't trust Kevin Herter and the other Bogdanovich and Gallinari and like you said, John Collins, who just gets random points. He just gets random rebounds and random points. You only know. I'm just waiting for this, like. Like I, they they keep taking the Sixers' best part. Well, other than the shake thing, because that kind of just threw everything. But yeah. they, they take the six. But it's easy to eliminate leads when you have hot shooters when you can or shoot, scores. Right, right. Like the dudes that can like I don't know, like Herder, like he scored like fifty points. Like you don't have that for the Sixers. Like right. I mean, like but I like I'm still thinking it's gonna be like I think they're gonna win in six games. Yeah, Sixers, Sixers win in six, um, win in five if they really get focused focused on this. But again, like if it goes seven, then yeah, you need to have some serious doubts about this next series. But we'll discuss that next week. Hopefully, um, we'll be, be closer to a resolution. That net series will be over. I promise you that. That'll be over by next week uh, by the time we're back on the air. But we need to talk about the other NBA news of the week. Two awards were handed out. This, well, two awards of note um, were handed out this week. Nikola Jokic was named MVP. Rudy Gobert was named Defensive Player of the Year. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons finished second in both votings, respectively, um, which has led Sixers Twitter, many in Sixers Twitter, to be very upset. Now, is um, no, no. Answer this question for me: Is hating Rudy Gobert an online thing? Yeah, it's all. Yeah, it's, it's everybody thing. Everybody hates Rudy Gobert. No, he but plays is this jazz? It, He's French. But no, but is this like an internet thing? Like, if you talk to like. Some some Jabro uh, on the street and be like, "What do you think about Rudy Gobert?" Would you say, "Yeah, I hate Rudy Gobert." He probably doesn't have. A, he probably doesn't even care about Rudy Gobert. Like, no, I'm telling you, this is a Twitter created thing, like, and and the COVID thing didn't help. Right, but, but like, like he, I, I he mean, stopped the season, so yeah, so yeah, no, but like him, him playing for the Jazz. Insert easy joke on Utah. Da, 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 da. Okay, French dude, right? Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah, but look, like Rudy Gobert is a very good player. Again, I'm not going to get concerned about. Defensive player. I, I really don't care about an individual. He scores more really than don't. somebody. He, he scores someone uh, who was second in the league in um, DPOY voting. Yeah, I mean, look. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he averages thirteen and twelve. <laughs> you know, and he's you know his third. His, this is his third defensive player of the year. So don't oh, tell me he's not, he's not a good defender. Uh, oh no, he no he does. Like no, he point six less. My apologies, yeah. I was wrong. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's close enough. I mean, closer than it should be. Something like that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm not gonna get mad about that. I'm not gonna get mad about the. No, I, I just don't get upset about awards. I, yeah, I don't I care about because, awards. Like, it's a very narrative based thing. I, I mean, like, people are talking about Jokic like he's like Terry Pendleton. I mean, like, the guy averaged 26, 10, and 8. He's a center. <laughs> this dude has, a, I think, like I told you, the, the 10th best single season PER in the history of the NBA. Like, this dude's having a fantastic season. He's what tenth? It was a tenth in assists or ninth in assists. He's a center. Like, come on, people. Like, let's stop. Like, he averages more assists than like he averages more assists than John Morant. I will only get upset again. There are only four awards handed out, maybe ever, that I must upset about the two Steve Nash MVPs, the Terry Pendleton MVP, and the Andre Iguodala Finals MVP. Other than that, I don't care about individual awards. They're all handed out on whatever basis. Those four are Fugazi. The other ones are fine. I don't care. Andre Iguodala, you can't get an MVP when the dude you're guarding averages 35 and 13. I'm sorry. You're not doing that. But neither here nor there. Um, other NBA news, again, the Nets, as we're recording this up, 2 nothing on the Bucks. Um, looking really good against the Bucks, <laughs> Like, really good. Without Harden. Without James Harden. Um, Phoenix up 2 nothing on the Nuggets. Um, I'm not totally surprised because I think Phoenix is good. Phoenix is a really good team. I just don't know how good they are, but they're really good. I mean, like, I can't remember last time a team <laughs> – could possibly go from not being a playoff team to making the finals. Yeah. Like, like that doesn't happen in the NBA. Like, like never, that's, that's never. NFL stuff. Yeah. And like, but that's, that's what the NBA needs more of. Like, I, I mean, like, and that's why the West is cool, even though it's the games are at 10 o'clock and I just refuse to watch any of them yeah. is you need, like, I don't know who comes out of the West. I have no idea. And that's yeah. a great thing. Like how many times in the last 10 years have you been able to say, Cavs, Warriors, Heat, Fires. I mean, like, and and be right. Like now, this is and but that's what happens when you have multiple solid good teams. It's not this isn't a relocation thing. It's you need competent franchise things. I, I, you know, I would always tell people, you know, I was like, look, before the season, before every NBA season, 
you can say five teams at the most. You can say pick five teams at the most. The champion is going to be one of those five teams, like 99% of the time. And you could take that. Like someone else can take the field and you can bet on who's going to be the champion and you, and you will probably win because you know who the best teams in the NBA are. You always know. This season's a little weird because, again, with everything that happened with the season, with the injury, stuff like that, because before the season, a lot of people would have took the Lakers. They're not there no more. You know, like a lot a lot of people would have said Miami. They're not there no more. So this is a wild season. People were still banging the Lakers drum when the Lakers had to play in the playing game. I'm like, fam, like, I don't know how good this Lakers team really is. I thought they were better a than lot the of teams. Year. A lot of teams picked them to beat the Suns. Yeah. I was like, I was like, a lot of, like, when they signed Montrez Harrell, I was like, oh, man, they're better than they were last year. Like, they got rid of Rondo and Rondo and Howard, and they brought in Montrez Harrell and Dennis Schroeder. I'm like, oh, they're better. They'll get better. Well, I mean, now they had injuries, but clearly they ain't better because they're always already trying to move move on from, from Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, Schroeder's. no. Uh, no, you – no, you – and I don't know if it's possible because of the super team, but, I mean, like, you, you need a little more parity. And like I don't know, like that's why I just wish the Sixers would have traded for Harden because that would have created more parity. Like I, I mean, like like you wouldn't have KD, Kyrie, and Harden for God. Like I mean, this is what they have: James Harden on ice, just chilling, just chilling, just hanging, just hanging out, just hanging out. But again, we again we will see the measuring stick. Hopefully, we will see the measuring stick within a week or so, week and a half or so, uh, when those two teams face off in the ECF where everybody is watching. <laughs> All right, we got to talk some NFL before we get out of here. Um, the PFF says the Eagles are trash. Um, se- 17th best offensive line. Did you need Did you need PFF to tell you that? No, no, not really. 17th best offensive line and 30th best wide receiving core. Um, I think they're pretty low on the line, and I think they're pretty high on the wide receiving core. That's just me. I don't know what I don't know about you. <laughs> I would love to know where they think their defense is. Yeah, I mean – that's a good question. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I think this Eagles offensive line, and maybe I'm maybe I'm the wrong dude. I think when they're healthy, they're going to be pretty good. I think they're, I mean, 10, 11, 12. I mean, they're around but, that area. I don't think they're 17. But, but you're asking for the H word, and how many guys are coming back <laughs> coming back from an, from a serious injury? Yeah, no, I mean, like like most of them. Um, <laughs> and again, look, you're still trying to figure out who's and, your left tackle. And the guy you drafted is basically going to – has an injury history. So, on paper, yeah. But you know this offensive line is going to have, like, two, three injuries. I mean, it's clockwork. These guys – that's why, like, that's why you need to invest in youth on that line. That's why Dickerson's good. That's why you got to hope my lot of – like, Dillard, I don't know. What you got with that kid? Or maybe a Driscoll steps up. Like you need to find your future offensive line now. But let's just let's assume. Okay, let's assume that it's Mylotta, uh, you know, Sayomalu, Kelsey, Brooks, and Lane Johnson. That's solid. Okay. And then again, you have the depth in Dillard. You have the depth, hopefully, in Dickerson if he can play this year. And you have like a guy like Driscoll. You have guys who can fill in in spots. Like you have no, but like, no, no. But usually the spots are long. <laughs> Right, but, but yeah, but I'm saying, but you have you have eight guys, maybe not Dillard, but you have seven guys and maybe Dillard who you could start today and feel pretty decent about, right? Like, isn't that like that's a good thing? Like, I don't like I don't know how many teams have that that many guys who can start an NFL game today that you that you're not overly concerned about. No, I, I guess. Do you think they'll be good in both pass and run blocking? You mean well the starters, yeah. The backup dudes, I don't, I don't know. I yeah, them. no, I know. I, <laughs> I, I think that's what. And, and one, we don't know how long that. Like this is, and this is an X factor with with Hertz. And I don't think people talk. Man, how how much longer do you need to block for for a dude like this? Right, right. Because yeah. he's scrambling a lot. Right, like, he's a, I, he's I, a like, different dude. He's not going to just sit in the pocket like Carson does. Like he's going to be, he's going to be nice. He's not going to be in the pocket. So you're going to have to block differently for him. Yeah. And, so and, and the, like maybe yeah. this is, but I, I mean, I think the offensive line will be okay, or, or they'll be good. I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll use a flat out good for them. All the other positions, I'm not sure. Like that's why I I need to see a preseason game. I really do like to just confirm my my six and eleven, or or <laughs> or maybe double like I don't know increase it or I, I don't think I'll increase it. I, I mean I think worst uh, at, at worst I'll I'll decrease it to a five win team because I, I mean I just don't like and 
I just need to see these other NFC East teams too. Because I, I mean, who's who's to say that you don't get swept by two teams? Mm-hmm. No, it's a good point. Uh, it's a good point because again, Washington. Again, the more the more I think about Washington, I'm like, all right, they're significantly better than, than, than the Eagles, more than likely. And Dallas again, the Dallas is questionable defense, but they've drafted like 17 guys on defense this year, so they'll probably be better on defense. So that offense will be good for like the 80th year in a row, and they'll still. Right. Be a yeah, but, yeah, but say, the Giants know, get Saquon. Like Giants get Saquon Barkley back is big. Yeah, they they get Saquon Barkley back. They 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 upgrade their receiving core, so they're going to be better. Um, so yeah, so I mean, there are it's the NFC East isn't a cakewalk. Um, or, or the cakewalk it's been, or is is not as, as nasty as it was last year because that was that that's beyond the pale of, of, of what an NFL division should be. Um, but again, we're two two months away from from actual NFL games. So no, I away. think these are the. The, the chill time for like I I, I mean like you'll because training camps training camp starts in like what uh, uh like five weeks yeah training camp starts yeah training camp starts at the end of July about five weeks or so um speaking of training camp um Aaron Rodgers probably won't be there he ain't showing up anytime soon <laughs> um doesn't seem like it but Julio Jones has already shown up for for workouts with the Tennessee Titans he was rumored to possibly come to Philadelphia but that was a trash rumor <laughs> um he essentially went to Tennessee for a second oh, round by pick. Ben. Yeah, probably yeah, probably been to that. So a second round pick essentially. There's some later round picks kind of thrown in there as well. But Julio Jones, AJ Brown, uh Derrick Henry, makings of a pretty decent offense down in Tennessee. Pretty decent. I, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I could see that team making an SB. It's not unreasonable. They're pretty decent. That's a pretty no, no, team. no. This is this is the test if, if Ryan Tannehill is elite. Yeah. Yeah, an elite quarterback. You got the tools. Yeah. You got the yeah. tools. Yeah, a good, really good quarterback takes that team at least to the AFC title game. At least. Yeah, no, at, at one. How do you put talent to, 10 and 8 in the box? You can't. That's the thing. It's like you can't. You have to. You got, again, like, and, and you know, Julio Jones ain't the Julio Jones that he was. Julio Jones is still really good. And, of course, A.J. Brown like, is a fantastic receiver. No. Like, all right. If, if you're a defensive coordinator, who are you trying to – who is your focus on – on, on mitigating. No, Derrick Henry. I got. I, okay. Derrick, Derrick Henry. Just so amazing. what you're saying is, Julio and AJ gonna get single covered. You look. You need multiple dudes to tackle Derrick Henry anyway. Anyway, <laughs> so you you might as well just have them dudes there. I'm like, look, man. Like, you just like just covering. Just make sure these dudes are covered. Like, just kind of like I probably help. I, I got help on AJ Brown. Like I shade the safety over or whatever. Like that. I'm like, look, you got to stop this Derrick Henry dude. Because this dude can go off for like three hundred yards, like in a game, like it ain't like it's like this dude's insane. He's so he's so good. No, no, the Titans are a team that you just need your defense to be opportunistic. You don't yeah. even need to be that that good. Like I mean, you need him to be like the twenty seventeen Eagles. Yeah, where you're just like I don't know. Yeah, where you're where you're changing field position, where you're like no that kind of thing. Because I don't because I don't think your defense is gonna be that good. No, no, no. Does it need to be? No, it shouldn't be because you should score 28, 31 points every every single game. Um, speaking of the NFL and training camp, um, training camp might look a lot a lot different this year because of the NFL's protocols um, when it comes to unvaccinated uh, personnel. Um, this week, half the internet dunked on Montez Sweat uh, of the Washington football team um, for saying that he wanted more facts about the vaccine. Um, the Washington football team brought in a vaccine expert to talk to the team, but he said, nah, man, I'm good on that. I'm just going to say this. Well, I'll say more than this, but let me say this first. If you want more facts on the vaccine and they are bringing in the leading expert about a vaccine to give you facts, you should be receptive to this. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. You, you've had conversations, you've had conversations okay. with, your, with your friends in the locker room that obviously is not enough information. Someone who knows way more about this than your friends in the locker room is coming, coming to talk to you about this. You should at the very least say, you know what? Let me listen to what they have to say. That's all. That's I'm all. I'm not That's sure all. that um, I feel better or worse knowing that that this stupidity about the vaccine is universal. It's not like like because I've seen enough examples of it, it's not color based. It's mm. not. It, 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 it's not. It's not income based. Nope. Like it, it really not is. even education based. No, no, it's not. It, it, it's it's conspiracy based. Like it, mm-hmm. it's the people that think that you can stick a key in your neck after you, like, I don't know, like, like get the vaccine and it fixed. Like, I, I mean, but this is the danger of the internet that like, I don't know. I think someone said like, if you want to believe something, there's at least one thing on the internet where you can find the validate your, like your, 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 your whacked out. Like, I don't know, like, like 
hypothesis. Correct. And I, I mean, but and I think there was a question about like, is it fair or is it fair or not fair to ask these dudes if they've gotten vaccinated? But I'm like, I think it's I, I think it's I don't know. Like, no, like if you're a reporter and you ask, I don't know, a, a player, are you are you getting vaccinated or have you been vaccinated? And the dude says, I'm not going to answer. Is that is that a possible? Are you OK with that? That's a fair answer. No, they, they, these players can answer they can answer the question however they want. I think it's a valid question to ask, to ask though, because because again, you players not being vaccinated means different different things for um, the team. Again, they can't travel with the team. They're not vaccinated. You cannot travel with the team. What? If you're not, if, yeah, you cannot travel. Unvaccinated players cannot travel with vaccinated players. Like that's just the way it is in the NFL. So, so you can you can travel with the team. You have to wear a mask every you know in the facility. You know you have to wear a mask wherever you go. You have to get tested every day. Um, there's certain protocols within locker room and things like that where, you know, is so your stupid conspiracy theory, like worth it to like go through all that nonsense <laughs> for some people it is. And, and, and again, like if you're, but again, if you're, cause Montez, so it said, you know, he's not a fan of it. He said he won't get vaccinated until he gets more facts, but he said, but he also said he hasn't caught it yet. So he does, doesn't want to treat it until he gets it. But a vaccine is for prevention. So again, I, I know you have the conspiracy theories and that's whatever, but. Understand how vaccines work first before you come out with this conspiracy stuff. Once again, like this whole vaccine truthing thing has been around for a long time, too. It's the same thing with like people taking getting flu shots or like, I don't know, the measles shots. I mean, like it's it's just out there because really this is like a public health crisis. And you're probably whether you don't like whether you like it or not, you should just get the damn thing. But no, like I wonder, is that like would you expect backlash like is backlash from a player not answering the question worth like like i mean is it right or wrong is it is it right for what like people like us like to dunk on guys no no i know dunking's cool but no, like <laughs> like in the in the actual like court of like i don't know like should his i'm trying like should the writer write a bad review from saying yo the dude dogged my quote like Oh, no, 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 Yeah, because, because again, and Montez Sweat's not the only guy, uh, you know, Sam Darnold, Taylor, yeah. Decker, you know, they both, and they were like, look, we're not going to get it. Um, you are, know, at least we're not going to get it anytime soon. Yeah. Like you shouldn't feel as a writer or whatever like that, like you shouldn't, yeah, you shouldn't write negative stories that, you know, Montez, Montez Sweat's not going to take the vaccine or whatever. You could just, you stated, you know, I mean, you stated, state no, what no, it no, is. No, and you no, go, no, here's a closer to home question. Would you look differently at an Eagles player if he openly said he wasn't going to get it? If he, if he wasn't going to get it, if he if, if there was an Eagles player who was Mont, if Josh Sweat said what Montez Sweat said, <laughs> then yes, I would look at him differently. I would, okay. I really would, because because again, but Je- Montez Sweat said was stupid. Like it's like fans, like you want more facts, but you want don't want to talk to the person who has more facts than anybody in the world. So it's like, I, I again, if you're if you are if you are a conspiracy theorist, I get it. All right, you are well, you you have your the right to do whatever you want to do. Just a, if there's a chance for you to get more information, get it, and b understand the impact that your decision has on other people. Yeah, again, like, no, this, no. There's a lot. I think that's what some of these clowns are not getting is your your decision affects other people. Like I, I mean like and and what it, it it affects your ability to do your job at this point. Assistant I, I mean, assistant I'm, I'm mean to cut you off. Assistant yeah. coaches from four teams said they're not gonna get the vaccine. They can't go to the practice fields. They can't the go hell? in meeting rooms. Now, what are they? They're going to go. They're going to go, they're gonna be in Zoom. They're going to have Zoom meetings in their offices with their with their position. Oh groups. God! Like do you like like it's at this point it's preventing you from like you said from doing your job. And when it gets to that point, then you need to you need to reconsider some things because again, yeah, they, no, they're not going to change I mean, for you. No, like and and if it's affected my livelihood, I'll like even if I was anti like vaccine, I would just I would just suck it up like 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 and, and one like. What's to say that like this doesn't look unfavorably on you during the season? Right. Like I, I mean, and because I'm not guessing that if, if the entire team is there and you're not there, you cannot do your job better than that. Correct. Like, and football yeah. is a very it's a hands-on sport. This isn't accounting. Right. But so you like you as a again you as a defensive line coach. Yeah. Co- coaching coaching your team from basically your office all year isn't the most ideal way to do your job. So you gotta have a really long conversation with yourself, saying, "What? Well, hey, do I want to get this vaccine?" And you or... even be on the field for games. 
I believe you can, but I think you need to have like PPP. Like you, okay. you need to have uh, uh, you know the, you know, the protective equipment and stuff like that. Okay. So it's a wild, it's a wild scene. And again, we'll we'll have months. We gotta get Let's out of here. Let's get the we, vaccine for God's sake. <laughs> you do whatever you gotta do, but again, understand what what impact your decision has on other people. We will talk more about this maybe next week. We will hopefully talk about a six-year series victory against the Hawks next time we're on these airwaves. Again, 106.5 FM, WPPM LP Philadelphia. But until next week, we're out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys. It's summer and time for parties and reunions. What's the one thing you don't want to run out of? Ice. Save at Lowe's for the fourth and get the new Bosch French door refrigerator with the advanced quick ice pro system. You'll have an ice maker fast enough to keep up with your family and friends. So whether you're filling a glass or a cooler, you'll always have plenty of freshly filtered ice with Bosch. Shop Lowe's for the values you want on appliances today and every day. U.S. only. Stay cool this summer and save on a Google Nest thermostat at Lowe's. A Nest thermostat helps save energy by automatically adjusting the temperature when you leave the house. Control it remotely while you're away. Back at home, just say, hey, Google, for hands-free help. Save at Lowe's, and you may even qualify for a rebate of up to $100 from your local utility provider. Go to Lowe's.com slash Google Rebates. Valid through 7-7. Terms and restrictions may apply. U.S. only.